0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC, with offices in the Midwest. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy.
1: Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an interesting topic today. The, the topic of today's episode is titled importance of discovery in divorce and family law litigation. And this episode uh, is a follow-up, is based on an article on our blog, familylawheadquarters.com. And the date of that article is August 17, 2022. And the title of that article is Why Discovery is Important in Divorce and Family Law Matters. So as a follow-up to the episode today, go on over and uh, read the article on familylawheadquarters.com. Uh, It'll give you some more information about this topic. But let's, let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, divorce and family law uh, matters that do not settle outside of court or or litigation. And really, a lot of divorce and family law matters um, out of the gates uh, are not settled, right? Maybe the parties agree on some things, but they don't agree on other matters, and and so they go down this litigation path. And and truthfully, this is sort of a majority of divorce and family law cases, at least from what I see out of the gates, right? It's very rare that people come in and they have 100% of everything figured out. Now, in some cases, folks might agree on half of it, uh, sometimes folks agree on a quarter of it. Sometimes people come in at a divorce and family law case and almost agree on nothing. Okay? And so when you get into these kinds of circumstances, you're really dealing with litigation. Uh, but it's divorce and family law litigation, which is sort of an offsuit of a a civil case, if you will, except these cases are typically heard in front of a family court judge or maybe a commissioner or a magistrate, whatever it's called in your jurisdiction. Uh, Some jurisdictions allow juries uh, for certain types of family law cases, but most do not. But, But regardless, these cases are litigation, and so the way to resolve them if the case does not settle is through a trial or an evidentiary hearing. And then that judge, uh, that commissioner, that magistrate, whatever they're called in your jurisdiction, they have to make a decision or a judgment, if you will, after hearing all the evidence. And the evidence could be witness testimony. So witnesses come into court and they testify about what they've seen or heard that's relevant as to the case itself. Uh, In addition to witness testimony, uh, there could be documentary evidence. And, and really, this could be lots of stuff, but in divorce and family law litigation it could be the tax returns, it could be paycheck stubs, it could be daycare expenses, uh, it could be emails that were written or text messages uh, that were sent, it could be school records, could be medical records, could be police reports. I mean, the 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 uh, the number of types of documentary evidence that might be out there are really almost endless, and, and in different cases, it could be really substantial. Okay, and, and so there's other types of evidence as well that can be important in divorce and family law litigation. It could be photos, so photographic evidence. It could be videos uh, that were taken. It could be audio uh, evidence as well. And so a lot of this stuff then comes into court at a trial or an evidentiary hearing, and, and this assumes that the documents, the evidence, or the witness testimony is admissible and when you get into the admissibility of evidence, obviously this is really thorny and into the weeds in terms of the requirements. And this could vary based on the on the jurisdiction, can vary somewhat uh, on the locality. Maybe the judge, because judges have broad discretion in terms of what to let in and what not to let in. Um, but long story short, the judge is going to hear evidence, and it could be witness testimony. They might see documentation like this written evidence they could see photos videos all these other things and and then they make an uh, uh uh you know they come to an opinion and they draft a judgment okay um but look uh discovery is vital in divorce and family law litigation because you want to know what the other side has you want to know what the other side intends to bring into court in terms of the witnesses in terms of documentation terms of photos videos audio evidence it could be they have certain expert witnesses that are coming in to testify could be a business evaluator could be a real estate appraiser could be a psychologist could be some other kind of medical professional It could be a vocational expert i mean again the possibilities are pretty broad but discovery is vital in divorce and family law litigation because what it allows a lawyer to do is figure out what the other side intends to bring into court in advance. That way they're not surprised by it at trial. And then they haven't had time to really consume it, digest it, uh, think of ways maybe to uh, contradict the evidence, maybe attack the evidence, uh, maybe present their own uh, evidence to uh, contradict it or maybe rehabilitate their client or whatnot. So discovery is vital in divorce and family law cases and really particularly in cases that are going to go to trial or an evidentiary hearing. Uh, To give you all one metaphor, um, if you're still sort of struggling with this concept, but look, um, if you uh, played cards or you went to the casino and and, and gambled, let's say, and you're playing cards, wouldn't it be a great thing to know uh, what cards the other players had? If you knew the cards the other players had, that can guide whether you fold your hand, whether you hold your hand, whether you increase your bet, whether you lower your bet, whether you don't bet at all, okay? What discovery does in divorce and family law litigation, in a way, is it allows uh, an attorney working uh, for their client to figure out the cards the other side has, and, and this is so important, in divorce and family law litigation, because it does much of the same thing, um, when you see the card the other side figuratively has, it might be a situation uh, where the lawyer needs to advise their client. Hey, maybe you want to think about settling. They have a good hand. This case doesn't look very good. Um, it could it could be the opposite. You do discovery in a case, and you find out the other side doesn't have much anything. They don't have anything to back up their allegations. Uh, they don't have a good hand, in which case, You know, a lawyer might advise their client, look, unless we get X, Y, or Z settlement offer on favorable terms, then maybe we want to try this case Uh, because what they're offering, we can do better at trial in front of the judge with. Okay, so discovery is vital in divorce and family law litigation. Now, having said that, lots of clients don't want to pay for it. Um, You know, they would rather not spend the fees on it. Uh, And that makes sense in a lot of respects. And obviously, clients... Um, need to be able to decide what they want to pay for and what they don't want to pay for. You know, what's worth it to them financially and what isn't worth it to them. And, and really, in, in lots of respects, some parties might have to uh, decide what they can afford and not afford. So not all discovery mechanisms might be uh, something a client wants, or it might not be something that's affordable to the client, but in a very general sense, I think individuals going through divorce and family law litigation ought to know that generally speaking, if money was no object, the more information your lawyer has, the better. The better they're able to advise you about whether to settle or go to trial. And the more information they have, uh, assuming the lawyer reviews the documents, the evidence, and the information they get from the discovery thoroughly, then the better lawyer they can be for you in the courtroom because they know what's coming, they know what witnesses are coming in, they know the documents that the other side intends to present and and the other evidence they intend to present, and it's not anything that is a surprise, okay? So look, discovery is a good thing in divorce and family law litigation in terms of unveiling the other side's perspective, in terms of revealing the other side's cards uh, that they're holding. And so it's just a vital thing in most instances. But, again, clients have to choose, you know, in hearing that. I want to pay for this kind of discovery. I don't want to pay for that kind of discovery. Uh, I can afford uh, these discovery methods. I can't afford those. And that's all legit. Um, But it's definitely important for individuals to know that discovery is important, and they need to think long and hard about it. And certain discovery may be a mistake not to do if their case is not, particularly, it's not going to settle. Now, lots of individuals say, I don't know what discovery is. Explain to me what it is because I don't even know what you're talking about. So let's go through that uh, briefly. Uh, Interrogatories are one form of discovery used in litigation. Interrogatories are written questions that are sent to the other side that ask them uh, to answer questions right so it could be a circumstance where an individuals requested sole custody sole legal custody so you could serve an interrogatory that says in a very general sense and obviously this would be tweaked and and worded in a way uh, that would be better more specific but give any and all reasons why uh, you are seeking sole legal custody right if an individual Um, is asking for the marital home and they want the marital home, please explain any and all reasons why it is you are seeking exclusive possession of the marital home. Okay, these are interrogatories. These are written questions. Uh, Another form of discovery is what's called request for productions. Okay, request for productions ask for documents, uh, photos, videos, expert reports, the evidence. Um, So you might Uh, have your lawyers send a request for production that says something along the lines of this. And, again, it would be more artful than the way I'm going to say it here in this podcast, but uh, please provide all documents and evidence of any kind whatsoever to substantiate your request for sole legal custody. And, of course, that would be, uh, you know, that wouldn't include stuff protected by attorney-client privilege or, what's called the work product privilege but you're asking for their cards you're asking for what it is uh they intend to present in court so interrogatories request for production basic discovery in any kind of litigation and 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 pretty basic in divorce and family law litigation um another uh, type of discovery mechanism was what's called a request for admission where you ask somebody to admit or deny a fact uh I mean, it could be all kinds of things, really. The possibilities are endless. But you could say, please admit that you made $125,000 in 2021 in, in federal income or, or income for federal tax purposes, let's say, something like that, right? Admit or deny. You know, admit or deny you've been a resident of the state of Missouri for 90 days. I mean, it could be lots of things. So these are called requests for admissions. Not used as often as the interrogatories and in the request for production, but they can have some futility. They can have some use in some cases. So that's something to think about. Other just discovery mechani- mechanisms that can be used, depositions. Depositions are when a lawyer sits down and takes the testimony uh, uh, of a witness. Or, or, I mean, it could be the other party. It could be a third party, but you take their testimony under oath. Uh, I mean, in a general sense, a lawyer, once they find out who the other side intends to call, it's often good practice to depose all these people and find out what are you going to come into court and say that way you're prepared for it that way you know and it's not a surprise okay so these are depositions of course a court reporter has to be there the court reporter has got to be paid for Um, this can involve some cost Um, Sometimes individuals don't want to pay for this but depositions uh, very common of the the adverse party in the divorce so the other spouse but other third-party witnesses as well, okay? Another discovery mechanism is subpoenas. Uh, Subpoenas could be a subpoena to obtain records and documents and information. Somebody could subpoena a school for school records, a doctor for medical records. Uh, Subpoenas can also be uh, subpoenas to bring witnesses into court. So a lawyer could subpoena somebody to bring them into court or subpoena somebody to come to a depot. Uh, So subpoenas, another kind of discovery mechanism, uh, which is something to think about. Of course, subpoenas cost some money. You have to have the sheriff or process server serve it. Sometimes service can be easier said than done. Um, Sometimes people dodge service. Sometimes people can be hard to find uh... in terms of corporate subpoenas and subpoenas on businesses uh... they typically need to be served on a registered agent uh, And again this can vary based on same locality but you got to find a registered agent or serve it at appropriate business address for it to be valid you know subpoenas of witnesses into court oftentimes need witness fees and so then there's got to be a fee uh... uh... given to the witness so these all have to be taken into account but subpoenas okay another discovery mechanism so again gone through a few discovery uh, mechanisms in a very broad sense, interrogatories, uh, request for production, uh, request for admissions, depositions, and then we've talked about subpoenas, okay? And again, these are five of the common ones. But look, uh, sort of sum this up. It's not a good idea if you're going to be trying your divorce or family law matter in a very general sense to go in blindly. Typically, you, you want your lawyer to have done some amount of discovery to find out the other side's cards, decide... You know, to figure out what they're going to bring into court in terms of witnesses, in terms of evidence. That way, your lawyer is prepared in terms of how to contradict that evidence, how to attack that evidence, and in terms of knowing what kind of evidence your lawyer needs to to bring in on your behalf to make your case. Okay? So discovery, important in divorce and family law matters. It does cost some money clients may choose to do certain discovery and not do other discovery, but it's important to know, it's important to at least uh, discuss it with your lawyer to make sure you're making an informed decision. All right. well that concludes the episode today. As a follow-up, again, please go to Divorce or FamilyLawHeadquarters.com, check out the article titled Why Discovery is Important in Family Law Matters. Thank you very much and we will see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stenging. Visit StengyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stengy Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results. And every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Kirkstain is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri, 63105.